0: New Year's resolutions, those are big and they tend to fall apart really, really quickly. I know it's happened to me, I know it's happened to you and the biggest area it falls apart in is the area of exercise. Most people jump in the gym, they go in, they hurt themselves or they get bored and by February they're back at McDonald's and uh, not working out anymore. I'm Dr. Jason Alvian, this is Structurally Sound. All right, we got a special guest here today that's going to be able to keep you on track no matter what time of the year you pick that New Year's resolution to be, even if it's halfway through the year. Uh, we've got Mike Petrarco with us here. He's, um does uh, a lot of work in the area in South Florida, but he's also been all over the country. He's worked with a bunch of different sports teams and uh, he is an athletic trainer. He's certified in the state of Florida. Now, certified athletic trainer is a, a little bit different than a personal trainer. So, welcome, Michael. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm doing how well. Cool. I'm doing very well. Uh, so, Michael, you are an athletic trainer or an ATC. What is that?
1: Yeah, so, an athletic trainer is an allied health professional or licensed medical practitioners in the state of Florida. We do anything from soft tissue mobilization. Do corrective exercises, to setting up a strength conditioning program, as well as uh, athletic game coverages such as soccer, tennis, baseball, et cetera.
0: Okay, so I, you just uh, threw out some uh, words there that I understand. Um, how do you explain some of this to somebody that really has no background in exercise? What does an athletic trainer do for them? It sounds like they can only work with you if they're going to be playing a sport.
1: Well, I, a lot of this can be used when they're they're hurt. So as an athletic trainer, I have a vast knowledge in uh, structural uh, components of joints, uh, muscles, tendons, ligaments, et cetera. Um, I know it, the way the body moves and can uh, you know, take that information and design a program that can benefit the person I'm working with, especially if they have like, low back pain or knee pain or ankle pain. I can design the program to best suit them and help improve those aspects of their body. All
0: right, so, so like improvement and injuries are, are seems like something that you can work well with. Uh, now, there's seems there's a lot of people out there that train people, personal trainers, and um, and uh, they help people get their bodies moving or looking the way they want. Uh, and you're an athletic trainer, and you just said some of the things that they might do. Where do you where do you differ? What makes you so much better than a personal trainer?
1: You know, I think, I wouldn't say better. I think I have a little bit more well-rounded um, knowledge of the human body. Um, I have uh, a background of four years of undergraduate plus two years of grad school. I needed to pass an exam to be allowed myself to treat athletes as well as uh just everyday people uh for their injuries so i can understand somebody comes in and says listen my knee's bothering me um but i still want to squat so i can make adjustments to that person and, the, and their program so that we can get them to move better but also not limit them and what their what their goals are what they want to achieve
0: Okay. So uh, you're helping somebody function better with something that right. they may already be doing or something that they want to do.
1: Correct. Yes, absolutely. Um, a lot A lot of people that I've dealt with when I first started this profession were athletes and they, they had desires and needs and wants to play their sport. So, and they're not always healthy. Like, as we all know, most of these athletes are injured or have something they're dealing with throughout the year and they still have to perform at a higher level. So that's where I differ from the personal trainer. I'm trying to get them from feeling uh, or even stopping them from getting hurt. And if they are hurt, getting them back to where they were or performing at a high level. It could be anywhere from a weekend warrior who you know, rides their bike uh, for the long distances or a swimmer or something like that, or it could be some of that you know, high-end athlete that's looking to prepare for their season.
0: All right. So uh, when I, I look at this here and I'm hearing some of the things that you're saying and in the field I'm in, um, physical therapy sounds similar to this. Where, where are you different from physical therapy um, as well? It's uh, You're working with the body, helping them perform. And you're talking about injuries. Do you
1: do? Like, I think, I think I think I'm a little bit of that physical therapy, a little bit of that, that personal training, that combination, that mesh. I like, I bridge the gap from that, from the table to the gym or table to the field, right? And that, or I'm on the field, I'm helping and assessing or taping an ankle or let's say stretching a joint or giving the person some exercises prior to their, their physical activity to get them prepared to you know, perform at a high level. I'm just like, uh, I would say almost like, you are know, kind of like a Renaissance man. In that aspect, like I've got a combination of a few things underneath my belt. Like I got a bunch of tools in my toolkit.
0: Okay, uh, and, and the name of your business, uh, Medicine Recovery Performance, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's what I right. oh, I want to make sure we have that out it's there. A, it's a little, it's a little long winded. I'm trying so what, to make. So we're at that that word, that word that word medicine. What what do you mean by medicine yeah. when you put that into your title for your um, business?
1: You know, I I think medicine uh, really that's the you know, the backbone of what an athlete trainer was. Like, I, I chose to get into sports medicine. So, like, sports medicine, sports recovery, sports performance. Um, you know, sports medicine is, you know, when you get hurt playing a sport or you get hurt at, during, during an activity. Even if your sport is, let's say, pickleball or whatever, um, or your sports baseball, I'm uh, that medical forefront, that person that you see first when you get hurt. I've got a vast uh, array of like people that are underneath me, such as yourself, Jason, that I can refer to for chiropractic care. And then I've also worked with um, uh, an orthopedic surgeon in the area to refer out to him. And we kind of work together and create like a medical um, uh, canopies for that individual. So it's all encompassing full full, uh, full care. Okay.
0: Okay. Um... Let's say um, you have a client that comes in that really isn't an athlete. They're not playing sports. Do you take them or do you refer them out?
1: Um, I mean, everyone has some sort sort of goal in their product, whether it's to move better, whether whether it's to feel um, better while they play with their kids. Uh, A sport, I don't want to necessarily put it into a... uh, a niche, a sport can be whatever you like to do, activity-wise. Like you like to walk around your your um, your neighborhood with your dog or ride your bike. I mean, that right there is something that you you want to get back to doing. I think sports gets kind of you know kind of like pushed into a certain direction, but a sport is just something that I, I, from what I believe in is something that you like to do to stay active. Um, if you're going to be somebody that doesn't really want to work out, doesn't want to do exercise because you never did it maybe i can change your mind but if you're not going to be doing exercise you don't really like to move you don't want to do that sort of stuff you kind of want to just do some soft tissue work etc um you're probably not my probably not great for me and i can refer some out to somebody else. okay if you're just want a massage a massage therapist but i lo- i mean i really want to get <laughs> the person moving right <laughs> so
0: yeah yeah so uh, athletic trainer it's more like you're an activity trainer um from we help people instead of just just athletics when people think of that it's like oh i can only see you if i play baseball or if i play tennis right but if there's an activity that you like to do and you lose it and you want to get back to it it seems like you're able to help them
1: right exactly that's you know not everyone plays baseball not everyone plays you know high level athletics but a lot of people like to remain active um they like just do whatever it is that makes them happy and then gets them moving So, so you come, you uh, I'm gonna bring a, this up because, because
0: you keep saying baseball, baseball, baseball. Yeah. So I'm gonna bring okay, up yeah. I, I want you to tell us about your career with some of the major league sports teams. And for uh, those people out there, uh, he does have a World Series ring. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> tell us about your time yes, with uh so I was with the
1: St. Louis Cardinals for six years. Prior to that, I was with the Mets as an intern um in their uh their preseason, I'm oh, sorry, their uh, spring training facility in sports industry but the six years I spent in the St. Louis Cardinals, I was all around. There. I spent two years and I had three different stops. So two years in Johnson City, two years in Batavia, New York, and two years in Peoria, Illinois as a minor league athletic trainer. So basically I was the I was a medical person in charge of all the athletes that were underneath my care. So we go on road trips, dive, has the sniffles he comes see me the guy hurts his ankle he comes and sees me so that's kind of what you know as an athlete trainer on the road in the minor leagues is like you're away from your family and friends for six months plus depends if you go to the playoffs um and you're the guy you're the man you're the you're the point man as far as for, for the medical aspect.
0: You know, what's really cool about some of the things that you just said there, uh, you and I met a few years back in Boca Raton, Florida, and mm-hmm. he said, and you said that you worked at the Mets spring training, and I used mm-hmm. to live walking distance from that training center, literally, I'd oh, go out yeah. running. I yeah. was right by the Mets, state. and I got my chiropractic degree in St. Louis. And you worked yeah, with the Cardinals. Kind of, so you and I fun. kind of followed each other around without knowing it. Right. And then we go and meet in Boca Raton. And here we are working right, with, together, uh, helping people use their body the way they want. This is so cool. Right. So uh, studies for this, uh, you were saying you have to do an undergrad, um, bachelor's yep. degree. Uh, and then you did uh, two years of a, a master's degree. Uh, where what point is the athletic trainer? What degree do you have to get to become an athletic trainer?
1: Uh, it's a master's in, I'm sorry, it's a uh, bachelor's in science. So it's a four-year program. Entry level, you, you get into, you do a bunch of prerequisites and see if you can get into the program. It's a very competitive, highly competitive program. Now, not for it's not for everyone. It kind of weeds out people that want to be in it or are unsure. It's it's pretty intense the first year or so to get into the program. Once you're accepted, then you do three years of more focused uh, curriculum. And then you end up working with some teams at at, at the college. So at the University of New Hampshire, I worked with everywhere from women's Across. I did football, track. I even got a little bit of hockey in there. Um, so I did a, a wide array of um, hours, so I had over a 1,000 hours. So football was a big one. That really kind of springboarded me through my, my curriculum, my program. Um, and then I just, I chose to do a graduate program. I didn't have to do it. I chose to do it because I wanted to kind of get a little bit more, um, experience under my belt. Plus it was a good way to get my master's degree for free. I was a graduate <laughs> assistant working work my tail, working my tail off with the baseball team. That's kind of yeah, how I I it, play no, baseball. It
0: wasn't out. free. <laughs> no, it was my hours. But I, I didn't have to pay for it monetarily. Yes, know. yes. Hey, but you work right. for it. Time and of money. Yes, I work for it. Right. All right. I, I, yeah. Let's say I, I decide um, to come to you as a client. What's the first mm-hmm. day coming to you going to look like? What can somebody expect?
1: Uh, we have to sit down, talk about your goals, um, kind of see what's going on with you, see if you've got pain, see if you've got, want to find out history. You had surgeries. surgeries, had you know, issues. And that's probably, you are probably seeing because you're having something going on and you want to get better. Um, but I'm gonna just kind of go over your history. and Maybe there's a few things that you wouldn't even think that are affecting what's going on right now happened in your past, such as surgery for your knee, could be affecting your hip or your low back, et cetera. So I'm just going to really gonna do a deep dive into your, your medical history and your activity uh, in the past. And uh, after that, we're going to do a movement screen to kind of see where our dynamic stability-wise do some squatting and kind of see how you're, you know, see if your hips are stable and, and we're going to do some upper body movements as well um, just to kind of see your strength overall strength gains and see how you move
0: okay so you're doing the the history you're doing an assessment and then you set a dynamic screen what is what does dynamic mean
1: Dynamic movement incorporated with um some, some stability so let I mean, there's six moves that I like to do. They're a little intricate. So I'll, I, you know, when I, when I go over with you and I explain it, but there's a six moves that I think I can find out kind of how you move. And if you've got some instability issues in certain directions and certain planes um, of your movement patterns. So I just do a, a thorough assessment. And from there, I can take that and design a program. If we've got enough time, we can maybe do some push-pull upper body uh hinge at the waist and and kind of see if you can load your your movement patterns as well but after that first day then we really start kicking the gear i add some corrective exercises to try to address any of the um deficiencies i see or the pain that you're experiencing Um, and then try to you know improve your strength and your performance through that program
0: Okay, so a, a corrective exercise. So they're, they're they're doing movements, they're doing exercise. And when you say corrective, what is it looking at correcting?
1: Uh, it could be a, a vast array of things, right? You have some, a, lot of, a lot of low back pain, you have a lot of hip instability, poor, poor control of your low back, essentially. We can do anything from a single leg bridge to just a bridge hold and see how long you can hold it. there. some isometric nice work uh, isometrics like when you have long duration, long hold um, and just going to see how you stabilize that, that joint itself. Uh, most of the correct exercises involve, you know, bands or some, uh, some perturbation of pushing uh, or an unstable surface to kind of engage some of the smaller muscles that uh, be long dormant.
0: Alright, so I, you get anybody standing on one leg for a period of time?
1: Yeah, try to. Some people can, some people really can, but some people it's it's a it's a challenge. They don't even realize it, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, my balance is not very good." And yeah, and you've been playing tennis, and your balance is not very good. So think about what that's doing to your your near your hip. All
0: right. Um. So you, how how long have you been working with people in uh, the South Florida area?
1: Since two thousand and sixteen. And it was baseball. So yeah. So So we got,
0: so we got about five years of you working with people. Uh, You can then let us know, do you have any specific uh, memory of a client that you had that you were able to take from point A to point B and what it was like for them? How long was the journey? What was the dysfunction? What did you get them back to doing? I mean, we all have those stories that, there's right. that client that followed everything we needed to do and you watched it happen for him.
1: Yeah, I had a client. Uh, she came in to me and she was having bad low back pain. Uh, piriformis was on fire. She was struggling, like her weakness in her legs, getting up and down stairs. Like she had to use her railing to go up and down stairs. Wait, wait a second. You, she, you said, and she you, was
0: young. You said piriformis on fire for... Uh, if yeah, I was a layperson, like what, like, what 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 are you what are you right. talking about? Okay. What's a piriformis? <laughs> All right, I know everyone's – So yeah,
1: pain, typically it's a pain in your pain in your butt pretty much, right? So okay. it's, one, it's a it's a muscle that uh, tends to get super tight when we have poor lumbo pelvic or low back control. Um, so she was having real issues with that, and she's tough time even getting up and down stairs. Tough time sleeping at night because that would be it would hurt her. She'd feel like there's some a little bit of shooting down her leg. Um and, and her it's just basically a pain in the butt and like she couldn't do like normal day like too. She couldn't play tennis like she used to. She couldn't play golf like she used to. Um and this is after post surgery. So she was like, this, nothing's getting better. Um and she's and she was young, right? She was an active active woman beforehand. She wanted to maintain that. So I, I took her from that inability to move to getting her to now she deadlifts 195 pounds <laughs> and she can kettlebell swing and she plays tennis and she plays golf and she walks up and down her stairs and take, you know, stuff that you would just take for granted. She walks up and down her stairs without any pain and stands on her feet and cooks for you know a couple hours and doesn't have to sit down and, and her quality of life is just vastly improved.
0: Okay. It's a, it's a
1: it's a pretty cool story. Like, and she's she's been my client for going on three-plus years now. So I'm still working her okay, out right so, now.
0: So so you're saying three-plus years. Um, but I heard you also talking about I mean, the, the, the pain right. that she was getting. Um, she, the pain didn't just go away if it's been three-plus years. How right. long did it take before she started noticing that, that improvement?
1: I mean, I would say within – a while ago but i would say within two months she started like oh okay i mean she i mean you she'd start to see little incremental things within two months she's like oh wow i'm going up and down my stairs no problem um, i can actually go pen i can stay in my kitchen and cook and stand on my feet for you know, an hour and not to worry about having to sit down or feeling exhausted my legs and tired so and it was, it was a uh, pretty amazing thing. To
0: yeah, it's great when you get to to use your body, but I mean, this, this pain goes away in two months and then you said she's been with you for three years. Uh, why yeah. do people stay? What's the, if if the pain was gone after two months, why isn't she done? What yeah. is it that you do differently? I,
1: I think, you know, the connection, like we, I mean, we had a very good, you know, back and forth. I think a lot of it's you know, if you like the person you just want to spend time with them and you're friendly and, and, and also you challenge them too. like, keep pushing them, pushing them, pushing them in a good way. You got to kind of feel out everybody and, and everyone gets motivated a different way. I think, you know, her motivation is to remain healthy to be able to play golf and, and play tennis and, and do the things she, she wants. I think she has a, a good idea of, you know, what my goals for her are. And I've told her, I'm like, listen, if you want to continue to do this stuff, we have to stay on. Like we have to continue. We stop moving, we stop working out, we stop progressing. Even if we do take a step back for a week and do some easy stuff. It's not all go, 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 go. But at points in time you have to push and, 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 and to create progress, you have to you know, challenge that person and find their find what motivates them.
0: All right. So yeah, it sounds like uh this is something that once you get to where you want to go, you have to continue to either maintain it, uh, unless you have some mm. other improvement you're trying to get. So if she was right. uh, she was yeah. fe- feeling a lot better in two months. Um, how much more did she progress after she got rid of the discomfort?
1: I mean, it was it took off from there. She was starting <laughs> to do kettlebell swings, just like walking lunges, sled pushes, med <laughs> ball slams, like you name it she's done it and I'm like i just say hey all right right, let's do this and she's like she has the confidence that she can accomplish that
0: okay so. and i I'm, I'm assuming now she can stand on one leg
1: oh yeah <laughs> and she hates every time i tell her to do it <laughs> i'm like all right and <laughs> right, i take this kettlebell and stand on one leg on this air x pad this unbalanced surface she's like wow really
0: yep Good luck. <laughs> do, do, do you have an, another story that when you first pers- took the person in, um, you weren't sure if you were going to be able to help them, but you were going to give it your best go and then all of a sudden you saw improvements and they saw improvements? Yeah,
1: I think, you know, when you get into the, uh, to the older population, right, it's a little bit uh, more, it's a little trickier, right? You have to kind of be a little more cautious and be aware of what they're doing because they're they they want to remain active, but you can't push them forward. So I had, you know, I uh, had another woman as well. She came in and she plays t- uh, uh, golf, excuse me, avidly. And, um, you know, I was was having knee and, and hip pain while she was doing it. And eventually I got better, you know, better while she was playing. She played 18 holes and not feel like she got ran over by a truck. So I think those type of things, no, they're small, right? I'm not gonna have her do things, but I can get her to do like a light sled push or a walking lunge, no weight, or a step up, but she couldn't do that because she's had knee pain prior to it. Now I get her to do some, it's a little slower process. Um, but then also you have the younger population too, which um the the subcubescence is like 14, 15. They're a work in progress, too, because they're trying to figure out their bodies. Um, I've, got a, I've got a kid as well, all of a sudden he couldn't do a push up off a wall. Now he's doing push up off a bench. That right there is progress. But we've been going at it for going on five minutes. So that right there is those two dynamics of the older, and the older population. You know, it's kind of one of those things you have to be super patient with it.
0: Uh, anybody that uh that you work with you ever see them uh what seems like they're going the wrong direction but you know they're actually making progress
1: yeah it's just like a, a soreness they feel like a little bit um uh, i must say can't move as i mean like mobility wise but they just like they're dealing with a lot of like uh, hip or knee muscular soreness or low back soreness, it means they're using their, the muscles they haven't used in a while. Um, they that they think it's backwards because they're not doing as much because they're they're feeling sore, but have to get through that stuff and make them recover. We can kind of take they kind of take off from there. Sometimes you got to take a step back, especially if they come in with a flared up knee or or uh,
0: ankle. Yeah, that uh, sounds uh. Sounds interesting getting these uh, people back to using their bodies. So with your 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 business and somebody coming in to see you, when you prescribe something for them, what's the typical prescription length? How long are they seeing you from one assessment to the next? And then um, how do you set goals with them?
1: Uh, you know, it varies, you know, there's a, you know, obviously there's a time constraint with some of the, the, the professional people and, um, also monetary constraints as well. Uh, I try to discuss with them what, you know, their budget and how much time they have on their hands. I typically like to see somebody like, first, get my hands in them and see them at least two times a week, whether that's Tuesday, Thursday, whether that's, um, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Friday, whatever it is, at least two. Um, once we get through, especially if it's like a, a acute injury, once we get through the inflammatory phase and start to get to, you know, start to regenerate some of the soft tissue, um, we can push it to once a week. But if it's once a week, I like to see them for at least an hour. You know, so as, as that goes, if it's more frequently throughout the week, half hour, forty-five minutes. Um, and then beginning, I guess, spend a little more time. But we end up, it ends up, you know, you go down one path and you take another. It could just easily happen in one session. Okay, I see, like this is, you know, everything is kind of a work in progress. There's nothing like clear cut and dry. Everyone's built different, and you find stuff as people move and you get them on their feet that you have to kind of change your directions to go go a different way. Um, you know, it's not. There, there's no like. I would love to see everyone three days a week, but it's, it's impossible to do anything.
0: So you try to put together yeah, sure. a, a plan that's going to best suit them um, on all right. aspects, but also right. make sure that it's not a failing, a failing plan.
1: Correct. Also, and, and I give them home exercise because they have to do stuff outside of seeing because I don't have, let's say I only got two hours and two hours a week with you. What's going on the rest of that time, right? So they need to be accountable. So I I, get, I do send them at a home exercise program along with you know when they come see me. So I'll email it to them with exercises um, and there's explanations and rep set schemes and how often I want them to do it per week.
0: So so their program could be something that they have to do every day, even if they're only meeting with you once or twice a week. Correct. Yeah, okay. Correct. One
1: hundred percent. Yeah, they could. I mean, they, it could be simple exercises. Like I try to give you know these exercises that don't require a lot of equipment. When they see me, then we push the envelope a little bit and we kind of we get them under a bar for if need be or we give them some equipment and all the stuff that I have here at my disposal. I you know that's something that, you know, that I, that I tried to do. So I understand that no one has a, not has a rack and a barbell or a kettlebell at the house. So I have to kind of make adjustments that way. But for the most part, simple exercises can make a huge difference.
0: Okay. Simpl- uh, yeah. I like it's simple exercises, cool. but they have to be done, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> right. They have to spend <laughs> the 15 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day and get that.
0: All right. So that, um,
1: that's when we take off. Excuse
0: no, me. that's all right. That's all right. Um, mm-hmm. Now, do you have a website for your business?
1: Yes. It's um, medicine-recovery-performance.com.
0: All right, and what is is uh, a cost for an evaluation with you
1: it's 180 dollars it's an hour and fifteen plus you get your home exercise program so we get that in an, in an email that day or the following day so um, that combination um, is 180 dollars and then uh, one, one hour sessions are 120 if you buy packages they are um, they're discounted
0: Okay. Uh, now, now, when you say you do, you do the assessment with them that, that first day and get everything down and then send them a, a home exercise program, uh, are you making the recommendations right after you do the assessment with them or do you bring them back in? How does, how does that work?
1: Uh, with the home exercise program, I usually go over a few of the exercises with them before they go home so they understand and, and they know how to do it. And then I send them home with that with that program, um, and then I want to get them in and follow up. Uh, you know, depending on the day of the week, I'd like to see see them again within a five day period. Typically, that way we can get the ball rolling.
0: Now I know everybody's different um, as far as the home exercises you need to give them, but would you say that you have maybe like five to ten that you commonly use with almost everybody? or is that yeah
1: yeah i'd say there's a there's a a few that that overlap each other for sure you know simple ones such as a plank or the bicycle with the bands bridges loop bridges super easy right don't need much to do those um a lot of core stuff is is kind of what i do because it it doesn't require a whole lot of um
0: Now, are you going to have like um, on your website with uh, these clients, are you going to have like a member section that they could log into? Um, And then it's like, okay, I gave you these exercises and then they could go and watch videos of you doing them so they could follow along and make sure that they're doing them right?
1: I'm going to write that down because I'm going to have to do that
0: <laughs> I guess you're not doing <laughs> that yet. <laughs> no, no. No, I, no, no, I, I just saw your eyes light up. <laughs> not a bad idea.
1: Right. Take, take notes. That's right that
0: <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to teach them every time. It's already recorded. No. All right. How it, so how does somebody get a hold of you should they want to book a concert? You can uh, you? email
1: me. Yeah, you can email me at at Mike at medicine recovery performancecom or you can call me on my cell, text me at 603-978-1261. All
0: right. And if anybody out there is listening to this and uh, for whatever reason is unable to get a hold of Mike here, you can uh, always uh, contact me and uh, I can make sure we get the information over to you. Uh, well, this was great. Do you have anything else uh, to add to, to your business?
1: No, man, I appreciate you having me on today. Um, I like working with you, and uh, it's been it's been fun.
0: Yeah, and, and thank you. Thank you for having us. And again, this is uh, Dr. Jason Alvian with Structurally Sound, and I'd like to thank Mike Petrarca for joining us today.